the coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about talking about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. No, it's a sunshine song. No, I can't whistle anymore. Tell it on yourself, Howard. I can't Remember whistle. the rules, Howard. Hold Remember on, the me, rules. Let me see if I can whistle. <laughs> no, no, not gonna be able to whistle. Oh man, you know, I said earlier, and I know I say it over the years. I say it all the time, but I have not done this for a long time here on the show. I was just hungry this morning. My stomach was literally growling at me. I mean, you couldn't hear it on the air, but it was it was like, you know, hello, feed me. Something's wrong down here. And I it's just been, whew. And I've been sucking down all different kinds of liquid. I have got coffee, Gatorade, Pepsi, and Pellegrino water. I got all kinds of liquid. I'm liquidated. I'm hydrated. No food. Bless my wife. Thank you, Nancy. Thank who, you who very much. Us, uh, who brought us Tim Horton's Donuts. But uh, did you notice what you're doing there in the chair, How Remember all the, the, the signs. We need signs in the studio. Oh. Don't eat in the studio? Yeah, what happened to that? Well, do me a favor, pal. Don't tell Don't the, say anything. Okay. Don't tell the boss, will you? <laughs> For God's sake, don't tell Donnie. <laughs> You'll have a buffet in there this afternoon. Uh, Howard was eating the studio. I'm bringing the buffet back in. I think we finally got him to put the buffet in the other room, right? Cause it, the pots and pans <laughs> that he used to sit on the countertop, yes. <laughs> I think we finally got yeah, I can figure. Ahar was eating in the studio, so it's okay to eat once again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it is a Thursday. It means it is Donnie Gilbert Radio Show Day. From 12 to 3, right here on the Watchdog Network. First base coach for the Pirates will be in today. Well, that's pretty impressive. I mean, say what you want about the Pirates, and it's probably, probably a, a pretty lonely job being the Pirate first base coach down there, Howard. Yeah. Just waiting for somebody to come down to, to talk to. I love the way Donnie phrases them. He'll be talking about the future of the Bucks. Big time. Playoffs. <laughs> World Series next year, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get them next year. We'll get them. Are they going to end up bottom of the barrel this year? Well, the, they uh, they cannot finish in last place in the National League Central Division. They will finish in fourth place. But they cannot. So they will not be the last. They will not. There, there will be probably three or four teams with a worse record than the Pittsburgh Pirates. They, they had a pretty nice uh, uh, August and September. So they turned things you around know, a it's, But I, I don't say it's always this way. I mean, some couple of years they've just been bad. They've been very uneven this year. We at the, at the beginning, they opened the season up. Thinking, Twenty and eight. I mean, we were thinking like, "Wow, this, this could, could be, be the year. year." Yes. And then they just fell apart. And then you're right; they've had little, little hills and valleys all along. And that's baseball now. If you could just tread water and somehow stay right around 500, you can make the postseason. So maybe next year, Howard. Maybe next year. I'm and sure Donnie will have lots of philosophy for the first base coach of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Actually, that sounds like it should be a good conversation today. Well, Donnie. maybe. That's, I'll be tuned in. Well, it's Donnie. It's Donnie. But it should be a good show. Uh, the first base coach of the Pirates will be on with Donnie. Also, of course, you know who will be here? Well, let's see. It's uh, Nelson will be Nelson, here. Nelson Croft will be on with the Pet of the Week from the Ohio County Animal Show. What about the comedy duo? Hey, yes, indeedy. Those guys are good. The comedians, Tony Iannarelli, will be in with this week's comedians at the Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack. 
Um, Mr. Wright? Mr. Wright is going to be here. Bear is going to be here. Your, your compatriot Bear, Lola, Mr. Wright, will be doing the top five. Don't know what the top five is, but uh, they'll be doing the top five. Um, and the high school, college, and NFL picks of the week. Yeah, big show. All coming up today. Donnie Gilbert Radio Show. I will say this without fear of contradiction. There ain't no other show like it in the Ohio Valley. In fact, I'll take that one step further. There ain't no other never. show like Never, ever, anywhere at all like the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show. If you just joined us, we have been all over the place this morning, and I, th- I think, for what it's worth, some pretty good stuff today. Uh, there are a couple of COVID deaths in Ohio County in the past, um, since September 20th, the past week. Uh, it is not, I do, I do not share that with you because there's anything terrible or horrible about it. It's not that we're tracking deaths, they're rising. It's just, it struck me, there's a story in the Intel today, and it took me back to the days when uh, we were, you weren't with us here, Biff was here at the time, Bob, but we were every single day, every morning, we opened the show with the COVID numbers. What's the total COVID number in Ohio County? What's the total COVID number across the state? What's the total number of COVID hospitalizations and deaths? I mean, it was it was critical. And so this is not a big deal. Two deaths. They're both very elderly people. COVID compromised them. Uh, they were among, I think it was 11 in the state in the past week. But it just it just took me back to those days. I've been very fortunate, Howard, with the timing of my life. I've never had to, uh, never been drafted. You know, I, had, I lived through the uh, Vietnam War, but I was really a, a little boy, basically. But uh, without a doubt, those uh, that year and a half, two years, was the bleakest time of my life. I could never remember a time uh, like that. None of us can, you know, unless you're, what, 90 and maybe lived through the Depression or – or, the, like or if you were around in, what, 1917, the, we had the last flu, yes. pandemic, yeah. Um, Who would ever thought it? Again, I just – that's what I used to think about. Uh, who – is this a nightmare? Who would ever thought with all the medicines we have, all the technology we have, we couldn't stop it. It, it took us a while to, uh, to slow it down. It is a reminder that we have the technology and ability to – find solutions but we have to know the problem first and that was the problem with COVID-19 when it first came on it was totally unknown what is this totally unknown virus and eventually we found the vaccine and despite what some of you want to say I'll send you to the pit with the dog food if you text me on this stuff but um, the vaccine saved us and after enough people were vaccinated, and, and then the COVID uh, began to diminish. But it was just th- so the first story we talked about this morning was simply two COVID deaths in Ohio County. Again, not any great trend. It's not that it's rising. It's just that happens to be a case. And it took me back, uh, took me back to those days. And it also reminds me, and again, I've been watching a lot of TV shows, fictional shows, that are set. So I watch some, you know, old shows that are set during the pandemic, and particularly in the beginning of the pandemic, how we really had no idea what was going on. We didn't know. You know, we're hearing about people who are having respiratory problems, and we're hearing about this, you know, spread. But 
it took a while for us to get a handle on how serious the problem even was. Remember, uh, early on, they uh, were, were uh, just postponing or canceling uh, sporting events. They didn't really come out and said, that's it for the year. They were doing it game by game. And then they did, and then they even tried to remember no, nobody in the stands. They would just play the game, yeah. and it would be broadcasted, but there would be nobody there. And I remember a national announcer saying, we will never get back to what we think is normal sports-wise until they come up with a vaccination. Right. And I, I remember thinking, man, how long will that take? And it took, what, six, eight months, about, yeah. you know, something like yeah. that. But, 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 but we got it, we found it, and it has worked. And, um, but again, it just it, so we talked about that story this morning. Also, gunshots fired at Perkins last night. Still looking to get more information about that. They say they're investigating. They have a person of interest. I still don't know exactly what happened. Uh, I believe there were, well, there were multiple gunshots. For some reason, I think the number four is what I heard, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, somebody fired shots into the uh, Perkins parking lot, and according to uh, at least one report, um, at least one car was hit. So I don't know exactly what was going on there, but we have been talking about that uh, this morning. And if you'd like to, you can do that as well. I had Bill Elenfeld in to talk about the Roxby indictments, another 28 indictments against Jeffrey Morris, the head honcho and chief bigwig at Roxby Development, uh, the company that overrode, oversaw um, the development of the McClure Hotel, Scottish Wright. Turns out he defrauded investors to the tune, according to the uh, indictment, defrauded investors to the tune of $7 million. And we just got done talking to Susan Tebbin from the Ohio Capital Journal uh, about redistricting in Ohio. Should tell you, it's 59 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 57 in the Highlands, 50, no, 60 in Elm Grove. And we got about 56 here, something like that. We are up, Howard. We're at 60 degrees. 60 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Mr. Wright on his thoughts on COVID. Mr. Wright, good morning, sir. My thought is it's 80 degrees in Tridelphia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just saw where you can get these free COVID tests again, and I, I sent them in. I've never ever used one, and knock on wood here. Let me find some real wood. I can, as far I as can, I know. I can nod my head towards you if you want to knock on that. Yeah, okay. I've knocked on mine and real wood. But <laughs> as far as we know, my wife and I have never had COVID. We've been lucky, I guess. My daughter's had it twice down at WVU. Yeah. But with these new tests, when I when I logged in or signed up to get them, it said that the uh, who is it? It's not the FDA. Who who monitors CDC? CDC has extended the shelf lives on these tests. Like if you might get one that says it's expired, but you can go online and look up the lot number and it's good for another six or eight months or whatever. All right. Okay. That kind of makes me a little leery. I mean, why are they extending the dates on these tests? Well, I I don't know because I didn't hear about it, but I mean, I can see, I can, I can conceive of reasons. I can conceive they felt that. That's going to lead to more false positives. Well, I, I I don't know. (laughs) Um, Look, the, the home tests are prone to, you, if you have a home test, it gives you an idea of what's going on. But you, if, if it gives you a positive, you need to get it taken. You know, get a, a, a real COVID test. And uh, I don't know. I've only done. I did one COVID test, uh, one home test. Uh, it was negative. I didn't have COVID, but once in the last few years, I guess we still have some at home. I think from when they yeah, sent. I still have like six or eight tests left. Like I said, whatever I got last year at Sam's Club when they were giving them away for free. I, I, you probably know more, more about it than I do, and I acknowledge that. But um, 
I thought I read where they were going to just go ahead and send everybody tests again. That we were. Uh, you have to sign up. You have to sign up. Okay. Yeah, right. it's, uh, the website is covid.gov slash tests. Well, I you know I don't know about the extending of the of the of the of the expiration date. Um, to me, I just thought that was kind of weird. I mean, it, it was, I, I agree. It's a way to save money because you don't have to come up with new tests because they probably have all these tests they need to get rid of. Could be. But it's just like okay, they're extending the dates on these. How do they know that they're going to be good? I mean. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of crazy. And the answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know how they know any. You know, you get expiration dates on almost all your medicine, or you know, how how do they know that? You know, and how far past the day can you take? If if my, um, I don't know. Whatever, I take thirteen pills. So if any one of my thirteen pills. Thirteen. Uh, Why don't you take twelve or fourteen? Because thirteen supposedly unlucky. That's probably a good point. Come to think of it, <laughs> Nancy, throw another vitamin in there or something, just so it's not thirteen. Um, but if 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 one of them expired yesterday, do I make it today? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you no. Know, I know with some of these other like over the counter medicines, like say Tylenol or whatever, if it's expired a couple months, I don't have an issue taking it. Right. Worst thing, it's going to be a little weaker. Right. I don't think it's going to kill me. It hasn't yet, anyway. <laughs> Slider might kill me one day. But well, that's a whole different story now. I just hang up on you, soccer boy. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Wright. Appreciate your comment, though. Thanks a lot. I hung up on you, Howard. I wasn't kidding. Yo, okay. 9-21-21 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I, I don't know about extending. I, I thought, I just read a day or two ago, but I, I'm going to, I believe he knows more about this than I had because he's looked into it. I thought I read that we were all just going to get, they were going to send everybody four tests again. So I don't know. I hear what Mike's saying, but you know, you also, I guess you got to trust your government, which more and more it's harder to do that. But they probably figured out a longer shelf life, right, Howard? You know, they're I, not just saying take it just to say take it because they don't want to waste it. They, they have to be confident. Yeah, I think I could think of a dozen, not a dozen, I can think of several reasons why maybe they would do that. One might be that they just decided to. Um, limit the shelf life early just because, okay, COVID was getting under control. So, you know, we don't need, I, I, I don't know. Um, but. You, now, you took a couple of COVID tests, didn't I you? I did, and that's that was the point I was going to make. I think as an American, we want to have better faith in that's going to work. And if it's been sitting on the shelf and the package says, you know what, the expiration date has come and gone. That, that leaves that doubt in my head, Howard. I, I, I think the best way is just to get rid of all those. Well, the- I think home tests are always going to leave a doubt. I mean, uh, again, if you have a home test and it shows a positive, go ahead and quarantine, but then go to someone and get it. Go to the MedExpress or go to your doctor or the hospital and get it. I don't think the hospital does it, but get an actual test. I, they, they have names for them, but go, get get a real test. The, the um, And you've never done that? I have. No, I've I t- only once did I take a COVID test. It was negative. I just so I didn't worry about it. Now I believe um, a couple of mem- a couple of other members of my family have done that, where they they got a test and then they were told, "But you better come in and just have us double check that." So I was at urgent care twice, where I just knew for sure that I had COVID, but what I had was a, a bad sinus infection. Yeah. But I was I was sure that man this has to be it, and then the third time was a charm. I, I actually did have COVID, and um, now I got this new RSV. I, you know I guess I get I'm going to see my doctor for a routine checkup, um, semi annual checkup on Friday, 
the RSV, respiratory virus, there's now a vaccine for that. Should I get it? Probably. I've got lung problems to begin with, so I'm going to check with that. There is a new COVID. Uh, I, don't know, I don't think it's a booster. It's a new COVID. And you were always a flu shot guy, weren't you? I do. I always get a flu So you'll shot. get probably two if the doctor recommends it. Right. So, you know, I, I'd rather be protected. I, I, I know. I don't want to argue with you people. I trust the science. Does, is, are, are there people who got the vaccine and had reaction? Yes. Did the vast majority not? Yes. Um, do COVID tests work? Yes. Every once in a while, do they give a false result? Yes. But I trust the science. I trust in general that it works. And that's just, that's just the way I am. Now, you know what else I am? You're not hungry anymore, are you? I'm going to finish up this while. <laughs> I'm going to finish the last, last piece of dough on here. Hurry up, Howard. we got to clean up before well, we you guys take care of some business. Um, uh, maybe we better clean up, too. Hail WV. Off the left side. He'll go in untouched. Touchdown, West Virginia. He's This Saturday, WVU tangles with TCU in Fort Worth. And he's in. It's a touchdown to the end zone. And it is a great day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Our coverage begins at 5 on the official radio home of Mountaineer football. MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. Save 11% on everything. Now at Menards. Get the last roof you'll ever need with Menards Steel Roofing. Steel Roofing adds value to your home, offers superior wind and hail resistance, and is available in cut-to-length panels for fast installation. Right now at Menards, get 11% off. All steel roofing. Good through October 1st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Calcruth Residential Roofing, locally owned and operated for 100 years, offers a wide range of services from roof replacement to gutters and downspouts, maintenance and repairs, 24-7 emergency response, and new construction. They have you covered. Whether you're looking for shingles, slate, tile, metal, or rubber, Calcruth Residential Roofing has the perfect roof solution for your home. Plus, all of their shingles come with a 50-year warranty, and they are a master elite certified contractor. Calcruth Residential Roofing is voted number one roofer in Ohio Valley and is ranked top 10 roofers in the country reputation experience results check out our residential showroom floor at the highlands or call 304-230-1200 information interviews debates and discussion plus an occasional rant with bob slider behind the board this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe my heart ain't ready I don't feel like rocking Since my baby's gone So don't rock the jukebox Play me a country song You know, I, I don't, I won't, I'm not But every once in a while I hear a song like that And I'm thinking, man, I wish I was back to Honky Tonk with some Bud Light You know what I'm saying, pal? It's nice, Howard, you want to ride at the Crick, have a couple beers this afternoon? Unfortunately, the answer is no But boy, would I I, Text me back to some pretty fun times You and I have been in many, many places drinking beer together The old days 
the one place that I never suggested that you and I go would have been Viola or anywhere <laughs> close out there because you look like a revenue or Howard. You think I, they wouldn't? Uh, they would not feel the government's that. here. <laughs> My collared button-down shirt and uh, doctor pants wouldn't. Uh, I can have politics and such. I'm just here to drink beer. No, you're not. You're here to. I used to get that. You know where I used to get that all the time. Seriously, Bob. When the uh, anti-smoking, the no smoking ban went into effect in Ohio County, and in the beginning, as you recall, lots and lots of the bars still let smoking go on. Especially, I bet you did get some dirty looks, didn't you? And and I would, you know, and I would have to say, guys. I'm not the smoking police. I just came to drink beer. What are you doing with all those pens and that notebook in your pocket? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly right. And I, 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 could, I could see the look on everybody's face. I would walk into, I remember the Bridge Tavern one time. I remember, um, it might have been Tony and Cleo's, but I remember a couple of places I would walk into, you know, you know I, I, I actually used to dress, uh, today is not too bad, I used to dress better than I do these days. These days I tend to be, T-shirts or polo shirts and, you know, sweatpants. But back in then, almost every day, it was a professional look. Might have right? even had a tie on. Yeah, right. And I, I would, when that smoking ban first went into effect, and, and, and man, I would see people just, like, as soon as I would come through the door, they'd start to grab the, the ice trays and, you know, put them, hide them, hide them, hide them. It's okay. I'm not the revenuer. So you're right. Probably as much as it sounds like it would have been fun to go to a honky-talking viola, I you know, Shane Stagg just texted me. He says he's driving, Howard. So, so think about it. <laughs> All right. Because, man, I got to tell you, that song just – who was that? That is Alan Jackson. Oh, Don't well. rock the jukebox, Howard. That was just great. Don't rock the jukebox. I just mm, – it just makes me want to be there, want to be there. Hey, here's a place for you to be this weekend. It's not rocking the jukebox, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, food and music and games and vendors and all that kind of good stuff. It is the annual Elm Grove Business Association's Second annual Fall Fest. It'll take place Saturday at the Osiris Shrine Temple, 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Over 40 vendors will be on hand. That means, you know, food trucks and uh, and I probably bouncy houses and all that kind of stuff. Live bands throughout the day. Wide range of games for kids. It's a very, very, very kid-friendly event if you're out in Elm Grove. Um, so come on out for a day of family fun at the Osiris Temple. It's put on by the Elm Grove Business Association uh, the second annual Fall Fest. Uh, folks in the Business Association say the reason we do this is so we can draw more traffic over to Elm Grove. In Elm Grove, we have a lot to offer and so many businesses, and this is a good way to show off our community and everything we do have to offer. And there's some nice new businesses there. I have uh, we've, we've had the um, food from the Mexican place. Chayos, I think that's the name of it, Out right there on the, on the strip. Good, good Mexican, I mean, good stuff, you know. Um, so come on out. Just take a drive through Elm Grove. And, and if you want to, you can get your own country grown. <laughs> and I always call it the the garden spot of Wheeling. Good old Elm Grove, Howard. Yes, absolutely. So Fall Fest is Saturday, this Saturday. What was that sound effect? <sighs> country, what are we going for lunch? <laughs> country grown right there. Uh, fall <laughs> Uh, this is probably why we got a text here. Let me get this text up here. Um, this this whole conversation here probably is why we were talking earlier about um, Halloween costumes, and I was saying maybe uh, Bob suggested I could go as Jim Justice, get a baby dog, get a bulldog. Howard, since you can't find a bulldog, 
Why don't you and Bob go as Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello? Because your broadcast gets more comical every day. Wow. Is that, now, is that a compliment, Howard, or is that a kick in the shit? I can't. This is from a guy. I, I look back on his the text. Look, look back on a guy. This is the guy who earlier this week really said, you know, you're just a joke. And I don't think he meant like good comedian. You're just a joke. Don't you know everybody's laughing at you for what you're for the way you do this and your interviews are so stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing, Howard, really enjoy your show. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then this. So I'm not sure if he's talking about, you know, are we comical and like, ha ha, we make you laugh? Or are we comical and like, you two are clowns? I, I, I don't know. We get listeners from everywhere, I, indeed around the world. Uh, we have a number of people who have been listening this week from uh, Northern Europe. I think they're with the Uniglobe Group, for, to be honest with you. Our friends Bill and Carol, who brought us some food not too long ago. We're in, what, Scotland a couple days ago? Um, and uh, our buddy Alan from Neffs, who has listened to us, I think, in probably every country in the world as he travels around. Hi, fellas. I'm with you from Atlanta today. Just walked my daughters uh, to work uh, in downtown Atlanta, uh, being retired. Now I'm walking back to her condo, going to do some chores, do some errands. Nice legal discussion with Bill. So he's listening to the program while he's wandering around in Atlanta. Good morning, Al. And uh, people listen all over the place. You can do that by going to watchdognetwork.com, watchdognetwork.com, and you can click on WKKX or WVOY for the morning show. It doesn't make any difference because we're on both stations. But maybe if you're doing some of the games, you want a JM game, WVOY, Central game. Uh, WKKX, but um, you can listen wherever you are in the world. And again, people are listening worldwide, I'm telling you, worldwide here to this radio show. 9.33, 27 till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, Taylor is here, final update of Ohio Valley headlines, and then that's what's been going on a little bit later on in the next half hour. Bob Westfall here with what's going to be going on in the Big Seven. But right now, here's Taylor. It certainly is, Ollie. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 28th. Some continuing coverage. The Wheeling Police Department is still investigating this morning after they received reports of a shots fired incident in the Perkins parking lot. Multiple witnesses heard the gunshots and called 911. Thankfully, no one was injured. Officers collected several shell casings and interviewed nearby witnesses. Police say they are interviewing a person of interest and the investigation is ongoing. Stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for additional updates. And in other news, Jeffrey James Morris, the owner of Roxby Development, was indicted on 28 counts of wire fraud and tax evasion. The indictment is connected to the defrauding of investors and his employees. He was charged by a special grand jury in Wheeling with 18 counts of wire fraud and 10 counts of failure to pay taxes. We have more details on this story on WTRF.com. And over in the Buckeye State, the state's redistricting commission has approved a set of state legislative maps. The Ohio State House and Senate for the maps have been ruled unconstitutional five times, as the Ohio Supreme Court says they were unfairly gerrymandered in favor of Republicans. The newly approved maps would still give them the ability to expand or hold on to their supermajority in both the House and the Senate. The commission had until five yesterday evening to file the maps with the Ohio Supreme Court for review and challengers have one week to file a complaint. 
The commission is planning to meet again today to discuss any technical amendments, but barring any unforeseen changes or core rulings, the maps are officially set for at least the next eight years. And lastly, the American Heart Association is hosting its annual Ohio Valley Heart Walk today at Wheeling Park. It's a walk that raises awareness for people who suffer from heart conditions. All the details on that can be found at WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Tammy knew how to take care of her man. Yeah, absolutely. 937, 23 till the hour, looking at 60 degrees pretty much across the board. 60 at the airport, 60 at the Highlands. A little warmer, 63 in Elm Grove in my backyard. And uh, 60 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Getting up to around 68 or so during the day today. Look for such showers or thunderstorms possible. It's going to be mostly cloudy. And tomorrow, kind of the same thing with some morning showers and thunderstorms uh, and partly sunny a high tomorrow around 72, and then into the weekend, we're working our way up 76, 77, 78, 79, 80 by uh, the beginning of next week, and sunny all weekend long. So you going to do something this weekend? Any big plans? I'm going to try to get my yard uh, cleaned up, Howard, you know, because, again, I, my little brain's telling me that this weather is not going to stay much longer. You better get some work done or you're going to be very disappointed in yourself. You're going to have a beautiful weekend, uh, mid to upper 70s and sunshine, perfect weather for, you know, outdoor work or something like that. And also, beginning of next week, actually looks like all of next week is going to be uh, 80s or 80-ish. So, Or if Shane picks me up, I might go to Viol and get drunk, Howard. Oh, man, don't, you know... Do you know how many years has been since I've actually had a beer? Well, I was with you. I was you, sitting right beside you. You were, and um, I was aching you on. Come on, yeah. Howard. You know you want that beer. But the last beer I had, I had because you. It was our Christmas party here. There were some big hitters there. Yeah, we were all watching you. How are you going to have a beer with us or not? And and you had said, oh, I want to have one beer with you. So, uh, so I had like a, and that was it. I you know have not started out for medical reasons, and then after a while, it just becomes you know. But man, listen to Alan Jackson there, thinking about being around with the jukebox, sir. Just takes me back to some nights, if you know what I'm talking about, Pat. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Um, if we, uh, Hoppy Kirchhoff always talks about this is inside the Beltway if we had a Beltway. There is something, and this is not a story that has any real direct effect on us here in the Upper Ohio Valley. It's not one that we uh, talk a lot about, but I think there's something at work with this. Uh, Danielle Walker was a member of the House of Delegates, a very, very left-leaning progressive member, a very outspoken uh, progressive Democrat uh, when she was a delegate. Uh, Kanawha County, I think. I could be wrong about that. Um, and then about six months ago, she resigned uh, from the House of Delegates to be named the director of the ACLU in West Virginia. Big hoopla about that. The ACLU folks said, boy, we're so happy to have her. She had always been, again, a very progressive, left-leaning person, very supportive of, of um, uh, civil rights and so on. She is an African-American. And uh, a lot of support among the progressive side of things. That was about six months ago. But then last week, for nobody's saying why. She's gone. Out of the job. Will they ever uh, fill us in, Howard? Or I don't know. that may be one of those deals we never know what happened. I don't know. It's uh, the, the, the comment from the ACLU Board of Directors. We are unable to provide comment at this time. This is a personnel matter. Uh, I have heard no rumors about this. I know some folks who know Danielle, and I've heard no rumors about it. I haven't dug into it. I'm not, I haven't done any, any real research into this. But my spidey sense tells me there's something at work here beyond just a typical I didn't like the job kind of thing. You know, she gave up her she gave up an elected position with the House of Delegates to take this job. It doesn't strike me as something you would do for six months and then ah, I think I'll do something else. But I, maybe I'm wrong. So again, Hoppy would say it's inside the beltway if we had a beltway. I thought that was a, that was kind of a, kind of an interesting story. I just want to put it on your radar screen. One of these days it may boom, there may be a big something. Or Bob, you might be right. It may just fade away. But I've done my duty. And sometimes, I hope you all get this sometimes. Sometimes I feel a need just to put something on the record on this show. So if something develops later, I'll say, hey, I told you that this was out there. It's important just to, you know, to know about it. Joe Manchin was in Texas recently at a, uh, the Texas Tribune Festival. I guess it's a festival put on by the Texas Tribune newspaper. Um, and he was, I guess, not giving a speech. He was doing an interview with the Texas Tri Tribune when once again they asked him, are you going to run for president or are you going to run for election? Uh, once again, Manchin teased a potential third-party presidential run. Uh, but then he added, as he always does, my filing date isn't until January, and I won't make a decision until then. But Manchin made the case of the Texas Tribune for that third political party. He says an independent candidate could bring together a deeply divided country. Um, and as he, he has talked before about a bipartisan ticket under that no labels, um, under that no labels label uh, where you'd have one Republican, one Democrat, president, vice president um, running as part of the new, no, no labels ticket. Uh, Manchin has by no means said he's going to do that. I, I don't think he would. Um, but again, once again, in Texas, just this past week, he, uh, uh, he, he said there would be value in that third-party uh, presidential candidacy. Manchin decried the recent changes in the Democratic Party. He said the Democrats in the, uh, across the country, D.C. Democrats, if you will, left behind Democrats in West Virginia. I love this phrase. 
Senator Manchin. We're not good enough, clean enough, smart enough for Democrats in Washington. Bazinga. Bazinga. Howard, uh, you know, as one getting irritated with that response from uh, Senator Manchin, I wish somebody would say, look, Senator, come on, that, that's the filing deadline. You're certainly not saying you're going to wait till that day to make up your mind. You've probably already made up your mind. That's the day you're going to tell us. Doesn't that make sense to you? I think, listen, knowing what I know about Joe Manchin, and as I often said, Manchin and I used to be pretty close. I mean, he would call me at home and stuff. We don't do that anymore. But um, I... I suspect he still just doesn't know what he wants to do. I think he runs through his mind. He talks to his family. He talks with his advisors the same way you and I are over and over again. Well, I could run for re-election, but it could be pretty tough. If justice wins, it's going to be even tougher. I might be able to beat Mooney. I'm not sure. Uh, I could run this presidential ticket. I don't think I could win, but, geez, I could go out on a blaze of glory. I, I, I don't think he knows what he's going to do yet. Now, he won't wait until January, whatever, 18th, whatever the date, you know, somewhere somewhere around Christmas time, he's going to have to make up his mind. I, he may not tell us until he files, but I, I truly think he doesn't know yet. I don't, I, you know, when he knows something, he tells us, for example, he was pretty adamant, all the rumors he was going to run for, not run for, that he wanted to be uh, president of WVU. Nope. I mean, he, he said, absolutely not. No, don't want that. Won't do it. And Howard, I don't look on my phone nearly as much as you but i you know i I pay attention in the morning to see if there's any breaking news uh, anything like that but i i was amazed when i started reading stories uh, yesterday afternoon and then in the evening it seems like there's more scuttlebutt out there that it's not going to be biden and it's not going to be trump we don't want to go down that road again let's diseliminate that let's come up with two other candidates yeah I, i i i i there is more commentary about that i don't know how likely it is, um, you, you know, the whole, this election is in such a disarray because of Trump's, I mean, you, you stop to think, just this week, Donald Trump's business empire collapsed. Judge in New York ruled that Donald Trump's business empire, the Trump organization, was all built on lies took away his business licenses. The Trump organization, they've got someone now winding down the Trump organization. That which was the core of his of his life until he ran for president has been has been destroyed. Despite the fact that, that Trump is always trying to say, well, I'm innocent or it's a witch hunt, this man is a criminal defendant. And yet so but, but so what does all of that mean? I don't know. I don't know. What what does it mean? If Trump is for some reason out of the game, then does Biden say, well, you know, the argument is Biden's the one guy that can beat him. Does Biden then say I'm out, out of the game? I don't know. You're right, though, Bob. I've been seeing more and more commentary. And I think the commentary has been more of what you and I talked about a couple of days ago. If not Biden, who? Who steps up to take the, the job? Joe Manchin? We've said that before. I don't know that that's outrageous. I just don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's quite possible, especially if those two would somehow cancel each other out, or neither one is on the ticket, or if something terrible happens, which at either of their ages, and again, Manchin's not that much behind them, so I don't know. 
13 to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Manchin introduces a resolution on the dress code. We'll talk about that in a minute or two. And Bob Westfall is coming by as well as we uh, head into the home stretch of the Watchdog Morning Show for a Thursday. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Hi, I'm Derek Army, head coach of the Wheeling Nailers. What is Nailers hockey? It's hard-hitting action that's affordable for everyone. It's giveaways and brand new food and beverage options. It's thinking outside the box on both penalties and promotions. And it turns game time into the best time. That's Nailers hockey. Experience it for yourself. Get your tickets now at wheelingnailers.com or call 304-234-GOAL. Want to know what's up in Wheeling? Tune in Wednesdays at noon for your Wheeling. No two ways about it. With Mayor Glenn Elliott and Vice Mayor Chad Thalman. Live and local, only on The Watchdog. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 141, would like to welcome all to the Game of the Week, and they wish all local teams and players a safe and successful season. The IBEW Local 141 proudly supports local student-athletes. Apprenticeship applications available daily at 82 Berkham Court in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling, and you can call them at 304-242-3870. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 141, lighting the valley for 110 years. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Big wheels rolling, big wheels rolling, moving on. Big wheels rolling, gotta keep them going. Big wheels rolling, moving on. 10 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Um, ABC will be covering the story for us. We are really a day away from a federal government shutdown. Please don't stop my Social Security checks. Um, is, are we going to have a shutdown? I, I don't know what to say. It looks like the Senate is going to be able to work out a compromise among Senate Democrats and Republicans for at least a stopgap measure. But the House is a mess. Um, what's going to happen there? I don't know, <laughs> but I do. I find it somewhat humorous. Look, I, you can we can walk and chew gum at the same time, and there can be, you know, got the government shutdown is pending, and you, still the Senate can do other stuff. A lot of people are also, oh, I can't believe that the Senate took up the dress code issue again. Senator Manchin, along with uh, Mitt Romney, both co-sponsored a resolution to formalize business attire as the proper dress code for the floor of the U.S. Senate. This all comes after uh, Chuck Schumer had decided a couple of weeks ago to eliminate. There never was an actual dress code. It was an informal dress code uh, that if you're on the floor of the Senate, you wear essentially business attire. If you're a, a, a man, you wear a suit and tie or at least nice slacks and a sweater and jacket. If you're a woman, you wear a dress or a pantsuit or something like that. Uh, and then Schumer said, yeah, you can wear what you want. And that's all perceived to be basically because of uh, Fetterman, who comes in in his shorts and his uh, hoodie. Um, 
And Manchin did not like that from, from the get-go. He was really unhappy about that. This is going to sound terrible, Howard, because the man has had serious, serious health problems. But when I look at him, I, I don't believe and, – and politics out the window here. I don't care if he's a Republican or a Democrat. To me, the man just doesn't look well. And he's kind of creepy to me. And I, I just wonder if he belongs there during this this health crisis that he's going through. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he his doctors say yes. I mean, he was gone for. See that look in his eye? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, look, he had, a, I guess, a stroke, basically. And, and, and he has trouble verbalizing things. And all of that is certainly true. Uh, his doctors say he has no problems with his mind. Um, I have I certainly though disregarding all of that I don't think that if you're a US senator you should show up on the floor of the Senate in shorts and a and a hoodie I just I I I think Fetterman's a good senator. I just I don't like that. So then, why does he wear that? Why does he say that he needs to? Is he more comfortable? Well, it's is, always been his attire. I mean, that's what he's worn. He's a man of the people. You know, he shows he's a man of the people that way. I guess he is more comfortable. I don't know. That's what he wore during his entire campaign. That's his trademark, if you will. And I'm okay with that. Right up until you walk onto the floor of the Senate, if that's what he wears in his office, if that's what he wears in his uh, uh, when he's out in his district, that's fine. Uh, I just uh, and and I I'm picking on him because he's the one everybody talks about. I just think if you are on the floor of the U.S. Senate, show respect for the institution by wearing business attire. And again, there never had been a formal dress code, but I guess there is now. The Senate passed a resolution this week, introduced by Manchin and Romney, uh, formalizing business attire as the proper dress code for the floor of the Senate. And uh, again, there are a lot of folks if you follow X. It used to be Twitter. Uh, oh, I can't believe they're wasting their time with this while there's a government shutdown pending. Yeah, you know, Manchin and Romney aren't involved in the negotiations right now, so they want to deal with this, go ahead, and they passed it, go ahead. I'm in favor of it. It's not that big a deal. But I, And even Joe, uh, John Fetterman, I think, yesterday said, uh, okay, I won't wear this to the floor of the Senate anymore. Seven till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I bet Bob Westfall dress, dresses comfortably when he goes to work, right, Bob? Uh, speedos. <laughs> oh, God, help us. <laughs> I like what you said there about respect for the, really? Yeah. Okay. No, don't, I, I believe you have to show respect for the institution. Right, 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 right. The, the 100 members exclusive club that's out of touch with the rest of the United States of America, but okay. Well, I guess that's another way of looking at it is that it, if you, you know, I mean, that's kind of what Fetterman, I think, is saying is, look, this is, I'm, I'm an every, I, I like to represent the people. I'm an every man. I, I dress like, mm -hmm. you know, every man. I don't know. I just think, yeah. you know, it's like, we've talked about this on the show before. It's like in Charleston. If you go onto the uh, House of Delegates chamber, you have to wear a coat and tie. And I know that. Because the first time I tried to get in there, I didn't have a coat and tie, and they told me, "Sorry, sir, you can't come in here." So I know what they're talking about. It's like a good restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's just something about uh, to me it's respect. Well, there were judges when I was uh, when I was a photog um, that didn't allow jeans, mm -hmm. didn't allow didn't allow shorts. Um, I've watched photogs who came in in blue jeans or, or shorts, uh, so, and they weren't short short or anything like that. They were the shorts you wear in the summer to go out and shoot stories. Right. Um, and I watched photogs be escorted out of the courtroom because they were wearing jeans or shorts. 
Um, so yeah, I mean there are places. There was a uh, there was a video that went semi-viral yesterday. I saw, uh, and I don't remember who the it was a member of Congress, the Senate. Uh, some, I guess it was a reporter, at least a person on the street with an iPhone camera oh, yeah. is asking and says, you know, I'd like your opinion on such and such. And I don't think he gave him the opinion on what do, do you think Donald Trump is, whatever. The senator didn't respond, right. but he said, but here's my opinion. You should not wear those black socks with those shorts. Yep, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> which, is, which was so, pretty yeah. good. I yeah, used so to, Bob Slider will tell you, I used to wear a coat and tie to the radio station. I used to always wear a coat and tie. I don't know why I did it for most of my life. Then somewhere along the way, I think I got old, and I said, what the hell am I doing? So now I'm more likely to wear just a polo shirt or something, although I do have a button-down shirt on today. I, I don't know why. I guess I, was I showing respect for the radio station, Bob? Well, I think people thought you were a Republican. That's why you quit wearing that tie, I think Howard. that's it. I had to look like a Democrat. No. You're right. No. All right, no. Bob, no. tell me, Bob uh, Westfall, tell us what's working on today, what you're working on today. All right. Uh, news out of Steubenville Diocese, Bishop Montfortin has been named the auxiliary bishop for the Archdiocese of Detroit. So he will oh. be moving on. A uh, bit of, uh, 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 I guess it's a uh, promotion uh, heading to Detroit. Uh, he's excited. Actually, it's... Uh, Detroit's his hometown, so he's looking forward to that. But as I said, he's been here for 11 years, I think. Um, so he's always been uh, a good friend of the of the newsroom here. So uh, uh, I know I've talked to a couple people this morning, said they're losing a pretty good guy there. So uh, DK is there, uh, press conference here in about four minutes. Uh, so DK will be covering that for us uh, for later today. So we'll have that a little bit at noon. Then we'll have much more on that at uh, 5 o'clock. So we've got that today. Uh, dealing with that, uh, Heart Walk is tonight. Big thing tonight. Uh, our own Stephen Moore is emceeing that. Uh, taking place at Link Park. Uh, uh, we'll be live there at five o'clock, and then the events start at six. Uh, heart disease, heart uh, is uh, is big thing in the United States, especially here in West Virginia. Um, so we're just going to bring a lot of that to the forefront uh, with this. Uh, with this event. So we're excited about that. We're excited about being a media partner in the event. So uh, that's this evening. If you if you haven't uh, already done anything, it might be a good time to go out and check that out. Uh, piece we're working on as well for Hispanic Awareness Month. We're going to go to the Clemente Museum. Uh, Colin Roos is going to go over today, so we're going to have a piece on that. Uh, uh, Roberto Clemente is the greatest pirate as far as I'm concerned to ever play the game. Um, the only he is the only Pittsburgh memorabilia I have in my home. Um, there's a long story. I used to be a Pirates fan, but uh, uh, not anymore. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to do a piece on uh, Hispanic awareness with Roberto Clemente. Um, he was part of the uh, first uh, all. Um, I don't, uh, the Pirates put a team on the field that were uh, uh, African Americans or Hispanics in mm -hmm. uh, all nine ball, all positions, including pitcher, uh, were the first to ever do that. So that that's, uh, that speaks a lot for this area, I think. So we're going to have something on the Clemente Museum today. The Clemente Museum, I've been there. It is a really, it's a really nice place. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, a couple smaller other stories. Uh, we're going to talk to Jefferson County uh, Animal Shelter, another shelter in the area that's a no-kill that is full. So they're looking for your help, so we're going to have the information on that. And um, we've got a local teacher that's being honored with our golden apple. We'll find out who it is at uh, 5 o'clock. So 
those are things we're working on today. Check it out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com or with Channel 7 in your pocket, Storm Tracker 7 and the news app on your smartphone or tablet, and then you will know what is going on. Bob, we'll talk to you tomorrow to wrap up the week. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Have one. <laughs> Time for me to say sayonara. See you. Bye-bye. Farewell. we got to go. we got to get out of here. Kerchival's got the calm coming up next. But tomorrow morning, it'll be kind of wrap up the week. The end of the week is time for us to reflect on the week gone by with our highlights of the week. John McCabe and I will reflect on the news week gone by. And who knows what else might happen? Abbott. Football Friday. Oh, yeah. Football Friday, too. See you all tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. The Watchdog Morning Show right here. To be a truck driving man in a steady hand. That low AM sixteen hundred WKKX Wheeling. FM ninety seven point seven AM thirteen seventy WVLY Moundsville.